0: Today's show is brought to you by IBM. By the end of this podcast, nearly 10,000 new malware variants will have launched. Now AI can help protect your data from threats wherever it lives with IBM security. Let's put smart to work. Learn more at IBM.com slash smart. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode, and you're listening to Two Embarrassed Ass, coming to you from the Vox Media Podcast Network. This is the show where we answer all of your embarrassing questions about consumer tech and the week's news. You can send us your questions on Twitter with the hashtag TooEmbarrassed. We also have an email address, TooEmbarrassed at Recode.net. Reminder, there are two R's and two S's in Embarrassed. Today on Too Embarrassed to Ask, we're talking about two gigantic media companies trying to merge and why the White House is trying to stop them. The companies are Time Warner and AT&T, and joining us from New York to talk about them is Recode's managing editor, Ed Lee. Hey, Ed. Hey. So we normally don't start the podcast with a question submitted by one of our listeners, but we got one this week that feels appropriate. It was tweeted to us by Gabriel. I know it's the simplest question, but why do AT&T and Time Warner want this merger? So Ed, give us a primer, please.
1: So the simplest questions are often the best ones, right, when it comes to very straightforward journalism. Simply put, AT&T is having a hard time retaining customers, right? They're in a sort of a pricing war with Verizon. Cell phone bills keep going down, which is great for us, but not great for the companies. They think by buying Time Warner they'll be able to sort of create new kinds of online video and also sell what's known as targeted advertising or addressable advertising where they figure out they'll marry AT&T's data with Time Warner's content and sell ads at a higher rate right so better mm-hmm. advertising new kinds of online video since that's the future that's the thesis that's i mean the, the reason concept. why AT, that's the concept
0: so like comcast having bought nbc or uh, verizon buying AOL it'll... AOL
1: and exactly yeah. the difference though so the difference between the Comcast NBC deal is this, is that Comcast actually had a pretty healthy, still has a pretty healthy cable business and now a mm-hmm. broadband business because they've got what's known as a regional monopoly. In other words, if you live in an area, say like New York or LA, where Comcast is your cable provider, there are a few others available to you. So you can't switch. Whereas with cell phone service between AT&T and Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, you can keep switching your service or you can keep playing them off each right. other and try to get a lower cell phone bill, which is why they've been, they're just fighting for share now, right? So and now that's they, they want
0: have other businesses. Not necessarily that they integrate in with AT&T, but there is that idea. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, right, but they want right. to have other businesses that are adjacent, I guess, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. Okay. That's it. And that's also why Verizon bought Yahoo and AOL. They thought, oh, I get some more data on how online... Universe works, and somehow I can sort of turn that into a better business. That was as a only can be anyway. conceived
0: by a business development person. Sure, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> right? <laughs> we make sausage, and therefore we're going to own a restaurant or something like that. Or
1: something <laughs> exactly. Like that. So, right.
0: talk about the timeline. Uh, when did the merger talks start? And like, give us like the like as if we're I'm an idiot.
1: Okay. Which I am. <laughs> well, apparently, you know, there, this was a discussion like more than two years ago that mm-hmm. AT and CEO Randall Stevenson um, and uh, Time Warner CEO Jeff Beukis they had a a lunch. You know, I think Randall called in Jeff and said, hey, let, let, I want to chat with you. Uh, and Jeff was like, hey, okay, sure, fine. You know, another CEO, big company. Um, apparently, out of that lunch, there was this idea that like, hey, maybe at should buy Time Warner. Now, here's a th- just even go back even further. Time Warner is in the TV programming business, CNN, HBO, Turner. These are the, the channels that they basically own, and we're all familiar with them, Game of Thrones and HBO, et cetera. But even he saw maybe five or six years ago, it's like there's an end to this business, right? He sees the rise of Netflix. He sees Google and Facebook basically eating, you know, audiences everywhere. And he knows that the rate increases that he keeps getting from the pay TV providers like at and or Comcast or Charter, he knows that's going to end at some point, right? They mm-hmm. can't continue to pay him more to carry their channels when fewer people are paying for cable, right? So – even five or six years ago, and I, I wrote about this, as did other media reporters. Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos is eyeing his exit, right? Of course, yeah. But what's the exit, right? Well, he needs, you know, he needs to sell to someone, right? Time Warner, right. unlike say Fox, which is run by Rupert Murdoch, um, or Comcast, which is run by the Roberts family, you know, it's a it's a shareholder company. It's not a family run company, so. Right. You know, he needs someone to, like, a, a savior to come in and buy it. And so, I think AT and T kind of dangling this thing was sort of perfect for him, right? Right, right. Um, and
0: he had, he had. Speaking of which, he had News Corp interested in buying, and he didn't want to be bought by Rupert Murdoch, correct?
1: Exactly. So before the AT and T deal, Rupert Murdoch actually reached out to to Jeff mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, we're going to buy you eighty five dollars a share." and and at the time, you know, Buca said no, <laughs> and it right. was over. Of course, that was a smart move because now AT&T came and said, we're going to offer you $107 a share. So it was a mm-hmm. much, you know, much if you're a Time Warner shareholder, you're like, oh, that was smart that you waited out. More succinctly, though, it was simply that, you know, he did not want to sell to Rupert Murdoch. He did not want CNN and Fox News to live under the same house. He knew that just right. wouldn't work. Right, um, right. Yeah. So, and so no, he, Rupert
0: went over and sold his stuff, which we'll get to in a second um, because he's right. linked to this. So when did the government step in? By the way, first of all, Time Warner owns, among other things, name the stuff they own.
1: Well, yeah. So HBO, CNN, Turner, which has like TNT and TBS. If you're a NCAA basketball fan, that's where you usually watch those games, for example. Um, you know, and then there are a few other smaller, like cartoon networks, smaller, so smaller channels that you may know. It's all video. It's all and they got rid of the traditional magazines. TV programming. It, they used to own Time Inc. They spun that off. They used to own Time Warner Cable, right, which we can forget sure mm-hmm. to in a little bit, which that was also spun off. And they were also part of AOL. That was one mm-hmm. of the, the biggest merger disaster in the history yes, of corporate America. <laughs> exactly, which you know very well, Cara. Um, And that was all divested. So basically Jeff Buchas, the CEO, he had basically unwound what was the largest media conglomerate of all time to just now be this network of TV, TV channels, which were actually profitable and doing pretty well. But as I said earlier, like, he saw the end of that story. You know, he, know, right. he knew that in a few years' time, it's just going to keep going down, 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 which it is now.
0: And he famously called—what did he call Netflix.
1: Uh, the Albanian Army. Albanian, the Albanian army. army. right. Yeah, he looks uh, idiotic this, for saying that. Oh, of course. I mean, this was back when Netflix was like, what, 10, 20 million subscribers, which is still a right. lot, a ton. Now there are 125 million subscribers. So yeah. who had the last laugh at this point, right?
0: Yeah, he had to really walk back that quote. Because like, oh, yeah. they were living in a different media environment, with an old media environment, really. And then, really, I'm, when I'm saying old, I mean old. So the government stepped in. Explain that.
1: Okay. So uh, the, the timeline is really interesting, right? So – Um, AT&T said, we're going to buy Time Warner. It all happened around the time that uh, Trump was running for president. He was on the Mm -hmm. campaign trail. He was asked about that deal. What do you think? And he said, that's not a good deal. You know, there's too much power in the hands of too few. Um, What it really came down to, critics say, is that, well, he just doesn't like CNN, right? Right, Which he said. Uh, Which he has said. He said it. He's not a a secret at all. He's done tweets all about it. CNN, of course, is run by Jeff Zucker, who used to be the CEO of NBC Universal, which did The Apprentice. Which did The Apprentice, which was rating success, big hit show for Trump and for NBC. And Zucker and Trump were buddies; they were, you know, tight pals. There are tons of pictures of them together at big events, that kind of thing. Um, and so the you know the scuttlebutt is that basically, yeah, you know, because he felt more betrayed by CNN's coverage because he once knew Zucker; they were they were friends. That uh, you know he, he really talked about it today. Out for CNN.
0: Yes. He talked about it today. I made them he all kinds won't. of money. Isn't that ironic? Isn't it like, God, I'm talking about it. it's like a breakup he isn't getting over.
1: He can't he get over it. He really yeah. can't get over it. So um, anyway, so after he became president, he actually, you know, his Justice Department enlisted an antitrust executive, this guy, Macon Della Rahim, who is a noted lawyer and, and professor and no, is good on antitrust, meaning he has a lot of extensive experience. He actually said in an interview before he would he got that job— they asked him about this AT&T-Time Warner merger. He's like, ah, I don't see that as, as being an issue. Mm-hmm. He was given the job, and then a month later, he sort of said, I think there's a problem with this uh, yeah. merger. We're going to take a closer so look at it.
0: The links between Trump and the Justice Department doing this, they are denying that, of course.
1: They're denying that Trump has specifically said, no, I had nothing to do with that uh, that lawsuit. Justice Department is suing AT&T to block this merger. That's, that's where we are right now. Uh, the case has been going on. It's actually going to wrap up at, uh, this Monday, but – the timeline of that event is basically like the guy that they got to run the antitrust said before he got that job, yeah, I don't see that's a, a big deal. He got the mm-hmm. job and then a month later he said, yeah. I think there's a problem here. They filed a suit. Uh, and, you know, again, Trump reiterated, no, I had nothing to do with that. The Justice Department is supposed to be independent of the White House. That's just, you White know, House. how it's always <laughs> been. Reminder. Right, exactly. Um, so – but just because this guy, the antitrust guy, Macon delarim did this hard pivot, people mm-hmm. were like, come on, right? That right. had to be Trump. There's no evidence. There's no reporting. There's nothing to say that right now, but people can fill in the gaps for themselves.
0: And he right? keeps oh, no. talking about it. Obsessively. And he
1: keeps talking about it. Right. Right. Well, so here's to to catch us up a little bit. So now that the trial's been going on for about five weeks, it's going to wrap up this coming Monday. So, and uh, so far, and it's hard to tell because you know this is there's no jury trial. It's just a, a judge who's making mm-hmm. this determination. You, it's hard to tell which way it's going to go but so based what on think? the judges well so based on what judges been asking and the way that the cross examinations have been going i think mm-hmm. AT&T has a good shot at winning this meaning right. they're going to be able to buy time Warner and the it, the onus is on the Justice Department to prove that this deal is bad for consumers. That right, you know, and cable bills will rise. Now, as a result on the
0: other hand, over over in Rupert Murdoch land, he's trying to buy Disney assets, right? Which is getting more and more messy. Right. No, context. it's
1: yeah, it's Disney buying Fox, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the other side of the deal, and that's slightly different in that. Well, first of all, AT is a distributor. Right mm-hmm. Time Warner is a content maker, so you're marrying mm-hmm. distribution and content. They call that a vertical merger right in the mm-hmm. in the in the antitrust world, that means oh, they don't compete against each other, so that's an okay thing in right. the case of Disney buying Fox, which is Rupert Murdoch's company, that's two content companies merging right so, so Fox has content like a company exactly abc and and ESPN, and Fox has Fox News, and well Fox News is going to not going to be part of this deal, but like yeah. FX is a channel for example, and these regional sports right. networks and you're ER. marrying. Ex- and exactly, and, and movie studios. So you're marrying two companies that both do the same thing. Right, and so that's mm-hmm. what's a horizontal merger in the in the in the universe of antitrust, and that's typically bad because now you are taking a competitor out of the marketplace. There so fewer, where is
0: Trump on this one? No work is well, his yeah. best friend. As soon right? as
1: that as soon as that was announced, you know, uh, Rupert got a call from Trump and said, "Hey, good work." You know, mm-hmm. got him a, got a pat on the back. So God. it's upside down. You know, the the, the, the merger that would typically Jesus. get kind of antitrust scrutiny isn't getting it, and the merger that typically wouldn't get this kind of scrutiny is getting it.
0: And Randall Stevenson's been very on the stand was very much he's been very outspoken about this issue
1: he has been very outspoken about it you know the Randall's T CEO he you know he's he's done it in the smart way without going out out saying well of course he hate Trump hates CNN he's sort of said like well he said one thing before and now this is happening so you know he's like the timeline is weird it doesn't make sense to me right, mm-hmm. um, right. and there was a possible deal before the trial took, took place where the DOJ said hey we'll let this deal go through if you sell to Turner, meaning you don't buy Turner, which includes CNN, and Stevenson's like, no, that's the whole point of doing this deal. I'm not going to sell that off, you know. So I think, uh, for all intents and purposes, they wanted the Justice Department was trying to make this deal not happen, whether it means selling Turner or not doing it altogether. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, Trump is a huge factor in that. That's the only way to understand why this is even happening at all, right, because exactly. the case all right. this is bizarre
0: on that note because he's infects every part of our national discourse sadly um, we're gonna go to an ad break um, we have a lot more to talk about including the immediate effects if it goes through uh, and then when we get back Ed before I go you've got to do your best reading of the line hashtag money
1: <laughs> hashtag money
0: no that's not good Ed come on you're just gonna sell this this is what's paying your salary come on
1: hashtag money
0: nice that's a Kurt that's a Kurt Wagner version but I like it you think of another one for the next one. Today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. It lets you privately and securely surf the internet at really fast speeds without being tracked by anybody. ExpressVPN encrypts your traffic and personal data while hiding your IP address. Perfect for people who use Facebook. That means hackers, governments, and internet service providers cannot see what you're doing online. And installing ExpressVPN on all your devices is as simple as downloading an app. It only takes a few clicks to install on your desktop, laptop, smartphone, and tablet. For less than $7 per month, you can safely surf public Wi-Fi hotspots in Starbucks, hotels, and airports without having to worry about having your personal data stolen. To take back your internet privacy today and find out how you can get three months free, go to expressvpn.com T-E-T-A. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com T-E-T-A for three months free. Don't put this off, protect your internet and data with ExpressVPN today. Today's show is also brought to you by IBM. By 2050, the world population will reach nearly 10 billion and food production will need to grow by 70%. What if artificial intelligence could help? Farmers are already using it to help increase crop yields. Watson and the IBM Cloud provides access to weather data and analyze satellite imagery to help them monitor soil moisture levels and to reduce water waste. So as the population grows, more food can be put on tables. Let's put SMART to work. Find out how at IBM.com SMART. Today's show is also brought to you by Intercom. We spend a ton of time and money getting people to our websites, but how do you know they'll become customers? Intercom can help. It's a live chat platform that converts visitors and drives revenue for your businesses. See how Intercom can grow your company at intercom.com growth. And we're back with Ed Lee from Recode. He's a managing editor to, who also was a media reporter in a previous life, talking about the Time Warner-AT&T merger and whether it will go through. Um, so if it does go through, would you think it might or do you, you
1: don't know? I think the chances are higher now. I think it's probably a 60 or 70% chance AT&T wins or that they prevail.
0: And then they get to just buy it. That's it, right? They
1: just get to buy Time Warner. The thing is that there's a sort of a, a detail that's worth uh, pointing out here. AT&T offered what's known as um, – blackout arbitration. Basically, the government was concerned, if you buy Time Warner, you're going to blackout Time Warner channels to other pay TV providers, and that's bad for consumers, et cetera, et cetera. So then AT&T said, you know what we're going to do is we're going to offer what's called like blackout arbitration. So we agree to not blackout any Time Warner channels to any paid distributor if we have a dispute of our fees, right? We'll just Uh leave it on and oh. we'll go to third party arbitration they will determine what the what a fair and reasonable fee should be to carry those networks mm-hmm. going forward and you know that's that was a huge concession actually even before yeah. the trial started which is, is to say that deal. like our yeah, our biggest negotiating tactic, we're going to take it away. And that's actually something that, again, it's like if ATT does win, that is probably an aspect that will allow it to win. In other words, the judge mm-hmm. will consider, oh, you're going to allow this third-party arbitration. That's the big Then point, I feel right? comfortable letting this go through, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah, because so. it is so politicized otherwise. And the immediate effects would be what happens on day one of that?
1: Well, I mean, I think, you know, right away, I think things still run as usual, right? I think uh, Time Warner does its thing. ATT does its thing. That's the other thing to kind to point out here is even after Time Warner gets absorbed into AT&T. Time Warner channels, HBO and Turner and all these networks, CNN, will still be available to the other pay TV distributors right. like Comcast, like Charter in the same way it was before and presumably at the same rate. So yeah, why not? So the concerns I mean, about you're not going to be – you're right. So that's, that's a, that was a concern that you're just making. But
0: well, that's an old concern.
1: It's an old – but here's the thing about covering the media business for so long. Like, What's interesting is because of the structure of the way TV economics works – The structure of these deals are built around paranoia. In other words, even before AT&T was looking to buy Time Warner, every distributor out there was concerned that I'm paying more for HBO than the next guy, right? Mm -hmm. And so they would build in these things into these contracts called most favored nation clauses. Basically, Mm -hmm. if Charter thinks that they're getting overcharged for HBO or Turner, then Comcast – It paying, They'll say there's a clause in their contract that says, no, no, you're going to be the best possible rate that you make available to others, right? Right. And so they even do something called MFN audits where if they're really concerned, they can get a third party to audit Comcast contract, make sure that they're in line with each other. So the point is that sort of protections are built into these contracts to begin with because – Everyone's already paranoid, right? Yeah, so,
0: absolutely. But this, the thing that they gave in is a big deal. It's a big deal. And that so was that was really- huge.
1: Giving it the arbitration yeah. for no blackouts, that was a big concession. And it shows you just like AT&T's appetite for making this deal happen. Making this
0: deal. And they really want it. They really they want this to go through. But in, in terms of media effects, regular consumers being affected, they'll still see these stations, right? They'll still, they'll still
1: see these stations. They'll, see they'll probably pay about the same at claims that yeah. consumer prices will actually go down. It might or it might go up, but not products? prohibitively more.
0: Are they going to do the silly, the silly like, it'll now be on your phone, like that kind of thing? Right. When so this those.
1: is the part of the deal that I don't quite get. Like, yeah, despite this whole addressable advertising, exactly, and, you know, new types of online video, I mean, that's really why you're spending $85 billion to buy Time Warner. Like, couldn't you just have done that? As a joint venture or like a, mm-hmm. some kind of a business deal, did you have to yeah. buy them outright? Or if the, your concern is like, you know, what's happening in a Netflix world now, couldn't you spend $85 billion building your own Netflix? So, yeah, no, they couldn't. Except, well, so that, I think, or they were certainly too late to do it. So you buy something that includes HBO, which is a nice nice business and has lots of nice content. You figure out a way to create new video, online video, something on your phone, et cetera. I don't think there's going to be a massive, massive change. I think if you're an at customer and you have an unlimited data plan, chances are you might get more free video with that plan, courtesy of Time Warner. So that might be some... Uh, immediate changes but for the most part you know you're just going to see more of the same networks going online that's what i think it's going to
0: do yeah so but the key part is they've got to keep things like hbo and the other channels fresh right cartoon yes. network or um you know my kid loves the cartoon what's the show on there i can't remember what he loves the little tiny i don't know anyway they they are very popular you know they they have to remain innovative they're just the same way internet stuff has to remain innovative right like they have to right have exactly HBO has got to keep churning out the hits, essentially.
1: Well, and that's that's a good point that you bring up HBO, right? Because Richard Plepler, who runs HBO, um, really smart guy, knows the business really well. I mean, I think part of the concern he probably has is that, like, well, if Netflix is spending $6 billion and I'm spending a little less than that, like, shouldn't I make up that difference? You know, isn't mm-hmm. that a concern? And I think... One of the key questions should be, well, once a, if at t successfully buys Time Warner, will they give more money to so it's the units like HBO? for the spend. Right, exactly. Because yeah. right. there's give not just, not just
0: Netflix. It's Google, Apple, Amazon.
1: That's right. It's a much bigger world. You're not just competing against other TV companies. You're competing against the Internet. Which is why you'd want
0: at right? Because it has a lot of money. Right. It has a lot and of so money.
1: has lots of cash, yeah. Is
0: the plep going to stay? Hi, plep. Is the plep going to stay? <laughs> Um, you know, my money's on him staying
1: for a while, and I think it. Yeah. But I think it will be contingent on Randall Stevenson telling Plepler, "Yes, I'll give you more money." Hands off. I think that's. I don't mind be controversy.
0: Idea. I don't mind right. you know that kind of thing. It's interesting because Comcast has kept their hands off of all the fights that NBC is having with Trump, right? I mean, or Trump's having with NBC, really.
1: Right, and Comcast um, is actually, yeah, they they're not doing, they're not trying to change coverage, right?
0: Yeah. Um, doesn't seem and, like uh, so far.
1: Doesn't seem like, not that we know. Who knows? I mean, nah, it, it some reporting me might show so something right else, right? Now, I, I, yeah, it doesn't it. strike me that way either, right? I think NBC. Yeah, so
0: AT and T's got to get comfortable with that, like stay out of like controversies that CNN might have with. They might sell. There was idea that they are going to sell CNN, right? Too, as we talked about before. But could that still happen?
1: Well, so yeah, that was the so that's there's been Where a lot Jeff of back goes, and forth in the reporting, right? Yeah, um, yeah, that Zucker goes. And that they put someone else in charge of CNN. But here's the thing: like, CNN is an independent news operation, right? Who, no matter yeah. who's in charge, they're still gonna, the reporters are still going to report out the stories, yeah. right? And I think that'd you know, be if bad if they r- got rid
0: of Zucker. He's a talented right. guy. Whatever you think Very, of him, he's, he knows how to make TV.
1: He knows how to make TV, and he's, you know he yeah. the Apprentice is a good example of that. Ironically, right? In yeah. terms of yeah. all those ratings head
0: numbers are ra- down a tiny bit. I think I forget, but they, they go up and down. Bit. They go up and down. See, right?
1: They do go up and down, but they since Trump, frankly, it has gone up. So as has yeah, MSNBC, and I think you know it's it's sort of a, a boon time for. Uh, Political coverage and both CNN and the other networks have done. And then Breitbart
0: and Fox has gone down because it, like it's, there's no like how many times can you talk about they Hillary's can only emails? go down,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. That's, Hillary's at this point.
0: emails. What about Hillary's emails? <laughs> they,
1: and they're still harping on that. I mean, I think every. Oh my every god, United my mom Fox called news. me
0: other days. What about Hillary's emails? I'm like, oh my god, stop! Like, get a new <laughs> meme, get a new one, something, something. Find another Democrat to smack around. Like uh, Schumer doesn't work for them. I don't think. It Doesn't get them all <laughs> mad. Um, but it is. It's like it's, it is a game show. The whole thing's ridiculous. Um, but but they want to own it. at t wants to own it. So you think it's going to go through and then you'll just see. I mean, and the other executives like John Martin was on stage at Code uh, Media was pretty like I think he sticks screw, around too through the think, Justice Department he was pretty oh fortunate. he made a
1: great case he's like yeah. you know he's like he, basically the government does you know they've lost their mind on this this case which right. you know if you really want to get down to it yeah he's probably right like it, their, their argument for this didn't really line up and they had all these experts that they presented that the experts were basically cross examined and, and admitted to yeah this doesn't quite work that we th- the way that we thought it was so and that that's why AT&T's presenting a really strong defense really strong case right. just why because the nature say? of the deal doesn't you know shouldn't be subject to this kind of scrutiny.
0: Oh, my God. It's um, ridiculous. But
1: I, I mean, back to your other question, though, like what else happens? Like, so it's not just this one thing, right? Like if AT&T succeeds in this, it actually might give other media companies the leeway to do other big deals. So right. you mentioned earlier Disney and Fox. Guess what? Comcast also made a bid for Fox. Yeah. And the reason why – and they actually made a richer bid. They They offered more money. And Fox actually turned them down. Rupert Murdoch turned them down not because they didn't think it was high enough but because of regulatory concerns, meaning, mm-hmm. well, you already own NBC and there's this AT&T case pending. So and we are concerned that if we mergers, say yes to you, right, right exactly what happened. But if AT&T succeeds, Comcast might actually come back and say, hey, Fox, we still yeah. want you. We're going to give you yep. even more money now. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's where it gets Does that mean I can ju- go really on Fox
0: News? Does that mean—just to be clear, NBC NBCUniversal is an investor, and so is Comcast's um, right. uh, venture arm in, uh, in Vox Media, in which—
1: Vox Media, which owns Rico, which owns Rico. this podcast. So we're, very, <laughs> we're happy to well, be discussing our, this our benefactors here. <laughs> exactly. Well, so— just to be clear, if there were to be a deal, and this news also includes a Disney deal, Fox News is not part of that. Fox News will stay with Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. He would he basically sell them almost everything else. Not, he's right? not like, letting that
0: go until they pry it from his cold, dead hands, right? Oh,
1: my God. He can't not have that. And even he can't then, have that. He can't not have, have the New York Post. Like those, I the mean, two even he, then,
0: he, then, he'll he like, he'll do something. <laughs> right. You ever noticed how he looks like the guy who played uh, Dracula on uh, Gary? Remember that movie with Winona Ryder? Go look at the oh yeah, of With looks the big a lot forehead. like you're right. Yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes. Just look at oh, that's he a good one. He does. He's Dracula. So who, who knows? There's no count. <laughs> I never count. I never turn my back on Rupert Murdoch when I work for him. I'll just say that. Never turn your back on that guy. Never, um,
1: but you know, he showed up. He showed up the conferences. All things he the did. D conferences, right? He, he was sat did. in the front row. Yeah, he
0: did. That was a little scary, but there he was. <laughs> Hello, whoa, sitting next to Martha Stewart. It was, that was a strange time. Ed, that was a strange, it, strange. Term. Well,
1: it didn't stop right. you from, from doing your interviews the way you normally Apparently, do. Apparently,
0: right? yeah. So we did one with Rupert that was actually pretty good. Um, yeah. Anyway, we, should, if we the Mur- should
1: ask for him back. Actually, don't uh, we, think? we're
0: having James Murdoch at the code. I know
1: conference. James is going to be there. Also, Randall Stevenson is going to yes, be. Yes, exactly. At code, Randall, right? we got so him all. we're talking we got about him. Spiegel, yes. We
0: got others. We may we may have some Facebook executives. I'm not going to say. Um so if the, uh, there's one particular one I'd like to get in that chair again. Um if the merger goes through, what would the impact on ATT and Time Warner's competitors then we're going to go to another break. So what what is the impact? There could there could be like a free for all in buying these things, right? That's there could be a
1: free for all in buying these things. I think you're going to see more consolidation happening like in the media industry like I're talking about. Uh, Well, look, there's also Viacom and CBS. They're looking to merge. That's going to probably happen anyway in some form, in some way. Sherry Redstone, who's appeared at our conferences in the past, who runs, who basically effectively Mm -hmm. controls both those companies, wants those companies to re-merge. The reason why is the same reason why AT&T is buying Time Warner, which is the media landscape, the media business is just getting smaller. Then who buys them? Who buys
0: CBS then? What, like Apple? Well, so
1: if I were an advisor, if I were like one of these big investment banking advisors, I would tell Jeff Bezos to buy CBS.
0: Yeah, what about uh, Jeff Bezos buying Netflix?
1: Or <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think Netflix is actually getting kind of expensive now. I think it's going to yeah. be a harder thing to buy, and there, it has a lot of debt already. So it's sort yeah. of like acquisition Still. proof that way, almost. You In know, no strangely we'll enough. see. Yeah, but, but CBS things are is get a cash bought.
0: cow. Things are going to get bought, right?
1: Things are going to get bought. There's gonna be more things being and bought. Like and it doesn't
0: and necessarily
1: basis. mean that TV's getting, you know, more sort of powerful. It actually means that they're getting less powerful. That's why they're consolidating. It's the yeah. Googles and the Facebooks and the Apples and the Amazons of the world that are getting bigger. And doing more video and planting a of lot these? of the traditional, right? So You
0: think Apple will buy one?
1: You know what? I feel like Apple, they can't spend more than $3 billion on any one thing, right? I they don't, don't have an app have to buy big deal, make big deals. make doesn't you seem know, to want to run a
0: network. Google yeah. is also sort of on the fency about that kind of stuff.
1: They still don't understand the media business. They don't understand that no. media business is an expensive thing to run. Facebook, too. I think Facebook is getting smarter about it, frankly. I think they're getting more strategic and not being so— um,
0: Would they of, buy one of these? God, what a mess that he'd buy for this. He would,
1: but... He's worried about the
0: Russians if he bought, like...
1: That would be be something. But, you know, Facebook is trying to get more, and this is also true of Amazon and Google, they're trying to own more sports rights, right? right? Like rights to the NFL games, rights to MLB games, and they already own some of these things. And I think... You know, if they take a deeper look, they're like, oh, CBS already owns a lot of these rights, and they're really good at producing these, these mm-hmm. programs around them. So maybe we just do that then, right? Mm-hmm. So if they really want to take it to its logical conclusion, that would be one way to go yeah, instead of just nibbling to, at the though. edges like they they've always been doing.
0: talk about you know Everyone – all us talk about that, and then it never happens, which is interesting. All right. We're going to take another quick break for a word for our sponsors, and we'll be back with Ed Lee from Recode, which we're going to have some questions from readers. Ed, one more time, give me a better hashtag money, please.
1: Hashtag money. All
0: right, Kurt Wagner. Today's show is brought to you by Airtable, the all-in-one collaboration platform. The content industry is constantly evolving. To keep up, you need a tool that's flexible enough to adapt to your process, but powerful enough to keep everybody on the same page. That's why when the team at Time Magazine needed a tool to manage their entire creative process, from ideation to content creation, they turned to Airtable. Airtable empowers you to do your work your way. Try it today. Just head to Airtable.com slash RecodeDecode and receive $50 in free credits. Today's show is also brought to you by Daily Look. Daily Look is an online premium personal styling service for women. From the comfort of your own home, you can build a one-on-one relationship with the industry's best personal stylist, choose your frequency for delivery, and get styled with hand-picked fashion items curated just for you. Here's how it works. All you have to do is fill out a style profile and start building a relationship with your stylist. Your stylist will handpick up to 12 quality clothes and accessories from premium brands you know, like J Brand, Rag & Bone, and Gorgiana, as well as emerging designers for you to discover. You'll get a chance to preview your box before they send it out so that you can make a few changes to your selections if you want. Then they'll send you the box and you can have a try-on party at home. Keep what you love and return what you don't. It's completely hassle-free. You have no obligation to buy. If for some reason you don't like what you receive, you can just send it back. Shipping is even free both ways. It's convenient, fun, and an easy way to look your best. Get started today by going to dailylook.com slash Tita and click Get Started. Don't forget to use the code T-E-T-A to get $10 off your first box. That's dailylook.com slash Tita. Use the offer code Tita and get styled today. We're back with Ed Lee from Recode talking about the attempted merger of AT and T and Time Warner and some other media confabulations going on that is going to come. We've got some questions uh, for him, but first we've got a couple questions here from our listeners. We have two here from our loyal question asker, Liz Weeks. Do we have a read on how sympathetic Judge Leon is to AT and T's framing, and how does this antitrust action by the DOJ compare to M and A's? by Sinclair Broadcasting. Oh, that, oh, we forgot them. They're on the Trump are on Sinclair, wow, right? yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's sympathetic, right? That's what you said, essentially. Well, he's
1: sympathetic in the sense that he doesn't quite understand the government's case. The, the other thing to point out, Judge Leon here, the, the judge who's overseeing who's going to make the decision, he oversaw the Comcast-NBCU merger, mm-hmm. uh, which he allowed to go through with conditions. So he's pretty familiar with the landscape. I get the sense that he... You know, it's one of those things, I've seen this story before, and I have issues too, but for the most part, I think it's fine. The Sinclair thing, you know, for listeners, it's all the local TV stations that in a lot of ways control a lot more sort of the TV news that you see than you you otherwise realize. You know, that deal where they're going to buy more stations and it's run and owned by this conservative, you know, family basically, uh, pushing a Trump agenda more so in a way than Fox News ever does. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a bigger concern in terms of news proliferation, right? The concern right, so, about... There,
0: there's, no, there's no antitrust action by the DOJ. There here. is
1: no antitrust action on that. There oh. are conditions that they're basically, the Justice Department is telling them, well, you can't buy that many stations. You need to sell a few, right? Mm. And I think that's that's the condition that's being placed on that deal. But that's probably going to go through and they're going to be very powerful. And it's going to be, you know, Man. most of your nightly newscasts are going to probably be Sinclair produced. Uh, and that's a concern in terms of, like, news diversity, right? God, I think they don't even
0: hide there. the... Uh, the- Bias here—it's fascinating. Um, so, so, but, but, they will put on some things, which they used to do for all of them. They used to just be pro, pro these businesses, all to all of them, no matter what side they were on. But here, they're cherry picking. It looks like
1: they are cherry picking, and that—that's the other irony around this is that you know Trump was supposed to be the pro business president, leave business alone, and he's he's meddling in a lot of these deals.
0: Well, CNN gets him mad. Gets him mad. Yeah. He literally went off today on the Fox and even Fox and Friends guys were like, "Whoa, slow down."
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Slow down well, dude you're, you're a little bit off your meds there. It was like crazy. It was
1: Well, and that's the criticism, right? Is if he if he keeps at it in this way, he's basically delegitimizing or continues to try to delegitimize, you know, real newsrooms, right? Whether it's right. CNN or NBC or anyone else.
0: Well, that's the goal, um,
1: right? That's the goal and it just no matter what these outlets are reporting, people take it at face value as this is wrong or this is fake news. Uh, and that's where Trump oh, is No, it's totally.
0: It's You know, I don't want to get on, like, a a media high horse, but it's ridiculous, really. It's not—I don't want to be, like, all high-dudgeon, but it's—this is just—this is just—you know, it's not—they're not even hiding it anymore, which is sad. So adding to that question, how does the thinking behind the merger compare to Disney and Fox? We talked about in CBS and Viacom, and and those look like they probably will sail through, probably?
1: Those will probably go through. I think the Disney-Fox thing will go through and CBS-Viacom in some form, though that particular deal, CBS-Viacom, has issue with Les Moonves, who runs CBS— It's more of a personal thing between him and Sherry Redstone. Sherry Mm -hmm. controls both companies. Les just wants his own management. He doesn't want to do that merger, but he understands that he doesn't control both these companies. So he knows it's going to happen. He's basically saying, I'll let it happen, but I need to have final say. I need to run this combined entity, which I think was fine, except Sherry wants – uh, certain executives in place who yeah, people see as her proxies. Right, she's the owner, she and less is is saying, ah, I don't think so, Sherry, I, I don't know. want that hanging he's, over me, He's right? iconic
0: at that company, obviously. You he still absolutely can't. is,
1: exactly. And that's another th- th- good thing to bring up, is that he's, he's noted as a, this genius programmer. He knows what's a hit. He knows how to get people to yeah. turn on their TVs uh, to CBS every night. And uh, that's a that's an art. That's an art that's sort of dying in no, a lot I of ways. Get it. You know, I get it. There's been a million.
0: You're... The thing is, the only problem is if you're not an owner, you're not an owner, right? Like, ultimately, right. that's the end. In the end, that's game. Um, exactly. the, uh, you know, everyone talks about how brilliant all these programs are. But you know what, Ed, I'll give you a little piece of advice from my grandmother. Uh-huh. The graveyards are full of indispensable people. <laughs> I see what
1: I'm saying. There you go. No, well, there that's you go. The, the, all of us. We're, we're at the twilight of the media moguls, right? Not, so not you, that's... Ed, but everybody else. Well, not anyway, me. Okay, fine.
0: Okay. But... <laughs> uh, so we got a question via email from Ernest. uh, He was a vice president at Time Warner Cable for 10 years. He says he felt motivated to speak out against the deal because he lived through the AOL-Time Warner uh, merger. Um, It was a long email, but I'm going to summarize. Ernest thinks AT&T has a bad record of success in the pay TV business, including U-verse and DirecTV. He says huge firms like Telco TV or Ma Bell failed to succeed in the media business. And even if the merger fails, the CEOs and executives will get huge windfalls. So, Ed... Ernest is against the merger. What do you think of his arguments? Because they were bad before. I think everyone's bad before. Look at Go Well, 90. that's the thing. I
1: think I, I, I think it's fair to point out AT&T probably has been great at pay TV, but owning Time Warner doesn't change that. Time yeah. Warner is not an expert in delivering television. They're an expert in making television. Those are right. two different disciplines. Yep. And so, again, it's like owning that doesn't make your pay TV better or worse, right? right. Your pay TV is going to be better or worse because you're making it better or worse. Owning Time Warner doesn't help you or make it, you know, in either in either case. So, right. yeah, the onus is on AT&T to improve that business. And I think they want to. That's what they're trying to do. They probably think that owning the content, you know, adds more motivation, make sure that, you know, they have stuff in their back pocket. It's also a way to differentiate AT&T from Verizon. Like right, right. now, right. cell phone services are basically commodity services, right? It's just a matter of price at this point. Um, and so they need to find a way to make themselves look different, stick with AT&T because – you know HBO, whatever that you might get on your or, phone, so or
0: that it's just it's just another thing to own.
1: It's you just know I mean? another thing to own. It adds to your right. bottom line. Um, right. Again, I don't think, to be frank, I don't think AT&T gets a boost necessarily by owning Time Warner. They may get a small boost, but not not a big one. So, mm-hmm. I think it's a fair point. I don't I don't think it should stop them from buying it though, because they'll somehow make Time Warner worse, right? That's mm-hmm. the big question, right? Will they be a bad content content owner? owner. Will, they, That's, will right. they keep
0: their mitts off, or will they be exactly. a force for change and innovation? Because some of these media companies are a little slow, like right? They're not really in. They're the very
1: future. slow. Yeah, and I mean, this is why Netflix was able to get to 125 million subscribers in like no right. time because right. everyone else is just asleep at the wheel like, yeah, whatever, we got our content. So, um, you know, Reed Hastings, CEO of Netflix, is is forging ahead and cutting big deals and being really aggressive and ambitious. And, you know, everyone else is just sort of like, yes, we're doing our TV thing and programming right. is hard, but they're not doing any – they're doing very little online or not doing enough online. They are
0: not. Yeah. They just think over the top and this and that. It's interesting how much our 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 – Practices have changed how much TV is. I only watch live, say, news, and then everything else is either on my phone or something else.
1: My my 13-year-old daughter does not watch linear television no. at all, which say she doesn't watch live TV. She doesn't know but what But she that watches, is. like,
0: The Simpsons on repeat or something like that. She watches right. The
1: Simpsons on repeat or she watch like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of her favorite mm-hmm. shows. She watches that on Hulu, right, Yeah. And with no commercials. <laughs> you know, no. that's just how uh, how she understands television. That's how she understands it. She also watches Instagram videos. That, between that yeah. and, you know, things on Hulu or Netflix – Sometimes There's simultaneously, always to by watch. the way. Yeah.
0: Yep. All right. Any other Ed? We're going to wrap up soon. But any other big media stories you think are coming? What's your prediction of the big media story?
1: Well, I think the next big media story is going to be sort of relatively small in a way, though, which is what happens to Hulu, yep. right? So. Disney owned by everybody,
0: right? Still owned by everybody.
1: Consortium. But Disney buying Fox includes Hulu, which means they get a control of Hulu. Comcast does not like that because Comcast owns 30 percent of it. I think they want Hulu as well. I think there's going to be a fight over who really owns Hulu in the wake of all this, these deals happening. So after the AT&T case wraps up, if AT&T wins, it's going to be sort of a free-for-all in terms of all the big media mergers. And I think Hulu is going to be one of those things that are up for grabs. Yeah. That's the next thing to look
0: for. All right. That's an interesting one. Yeah. That'll be it. that. That's always been. That's been a long, like, slow fall down the stairs, although they produce amazing stuff now. They like, do. Got, uh, handmade it's awesome. just coming on this that's week. A it great is great awesome. series. Yes. I did a great interview with the showrunner of it, um, Bruce. Uh, yes. And it was it was fast. It's Still, it's disturbing this season. I just sometimes can't watch it. Like, you it's know what I mean? It's too close to home. It's too Honestly, close to home Between sometimes. that and yeah. Homeland, I'm like, I have a stomachache, so... I don't know. Um, anything right. else? Anything? Newsp- newspapers? Anything? Oh,
1: newspapers. I mean, if you're not a paywall, right, like it's yep. that much harder, like, which means if you're not the New York Times or the Washington Post or may- the Wall Street Journal, you're just having a really tough time. And, and even then Vanity Fair just
0: added a paywall, right?
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, how many things can you pay for, right? How many know. things are you people for, willing Ed? to pay for? Pay I pay for? for everything. I'm an old school media guy. I are pay you? for all these things. Yes, I pay for the I pay for Post cable and, and Netflix and cable. Hulu and the New York Times and the
0: jo- Hulu. Hulu. I pay for everything. Yeah, I think we pay for a lot of the same things. I just paid for something called we Croak, ninety nine cents. What? It gives you what is five you quotes that? about death a day. So it rem- apparently, if you're reminded of death five times a day, you're a happier person. <laughs> I like it. It's a quote. Whoa. It's a different quote. I'm telling you. Like, I just got one, and I'm you're paying for you.
1: this privilege to get. Yes, ninety
0: nine cents. It was like I, it's the best ninety nine cents I've ever spent. I'm, I'm giving an ad for these wow, guys. Okay, this is what I just got. Okay. It is necessary to meditate early and often on the art of dying to succeed later in doing it properly just once in Bordeaux Echo.
1: Thank you. All right. I'm that's the ninety-nine cents for the day.
0: <laughs> a little death mixed in there. I'm just trying to make people happy. Anyway, this has been another great episode. Ed, thank you so much of course, uh, for this joining is fun. me. Uh, we want to hear what you thought of the show, so please tweet about it with hashtag 2 and leave us a review at Apple Podcasts, or you can email us at 2 at recode.net. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can listen to every episode at recode.net slash podcast. Now that you're done with this, you should check out our other shows, Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and Recode Media with Peter Kafka. If you have questions about any tech topic or the latest tech news, tweet them to @recode or with the hashtag tooembarrassed or email them to tooembarrassed at recode.net. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsors into Cadence13 and Vox Media, which sells those ads so you can listen to this show for free. Thanks to our editor Joel Robbie and our producer Eric Johnson. I'll be back next week to answer more of the questions you've been too embarrassed to ask. So tune in then. Today's show is brought to you by IBM. 16 million new-collar jobs will be created by 2024. To help fill them, IBM's new education model gives high school students workplace experience and an associate's degree. Ninety P-TECH schools are already preparing graduates for tomorrow's STEM careers. Let's put smart to work. Find out how at ibm.com/ptech.